Just a quick reminder, if you've been trying links that I've mentioned on any of these recent episodes of the show and they don't work, technology changes and some of the things we offer change. So what we've decided to do is put everything that's current over at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. I think when people set unrealistically low prices, it undercuts the market in a way that's damaging to all creatives. Because it sets an expectation that that's what this should cost and that everyone else is just, you know, charging fluff, which is not true. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally, are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. If you are interested in getting paid exactly what you're worth and communicating that fairly to your clients, if you want a little more joy in the work that you're creating, if you want to attract more of the clients that you love to work with and basically have a business that brings you joy as well as something that you can define as successful, then this interview is one that you don't want to miss. I'm speaking with Jenna Noel of Jenna Noel Creative today, and we go all the way back to our early days in early 2000s. For me, it was around 2010. For her, it was a few years later. We talk about how the industry has changed and what we wish we would have known when we were just starting out in weddings. If that resonates with you, this is the interview you want to listen to. But before my uninterrupted interview with Jenna, here are some words from folks that help to support the show. So if you're like most photographers, you probably didn't go into business for paperwork. Does the chaos of invoices, emails, to-dos make you a little crazy? Well, that is where 17 Hats comes in. Their all-in-one, mobile-friendly platform organizes your entire business. 17 Hats handles things like time-sucking tasks, payment reminders, capturing leads, and scheduling your meetings. With 17 Hats, important emails go out automatically. Quotes, contracts, and invoices, click, click, paid. So it's a small wonder that thousands of photographers swear by 17 Hats. You'll free up so much time from day-stealing to-dos. It's like you've cloned yourself. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, which is obviously photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it. So why not clone yourself with 17 Hats? Visit 17hats.com to learn more with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. That's 17hats.com with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. After over 10 years full-time as a lifestyle photographer, I've discovered eight things that every photographer should do to build and grow a strong photography business. If you would like to learn more about the eight things that have helped me build a solid photo biz, head to photobizhelp.com 
forward slash eight things. That's the number eight things to get your copy of the eight things that I've done over the last 10 years to build a successful lifestyle photography business. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. Well, hey, Jenna, how are you today? I'm well, how are you? Good. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. You said you're out in Denver? Denver, Colorado. Yep. Awesome. I love Denver. I, I usually head out there a couple times a year. My sister lives out there, so it's a good spot. Oh, great. Yeah, it's nice out here for sure. Is this where you started everything or have you always been in Denver or business-wise started everything? That's kind of a <laughs> broad question. But. I'm not I'm not from here. I'm from New Mexico. And I did do about a year and a half of an internship in New Mexico, but for the rest of my career, I've been up here in Colorado. Okay. Right on. Well, let's let's just talk about that. So say a little bit about what you do and um, and we'll go from there. I'm a photographer. I do primarily weddings. I've been doing it for about 15 years before social media was a thing, which is kind of a strange dinosaur to be. And like I said, primarily weddings, but I'm trying to segue into doing some more philanthropic photojournalism for some international nonprofits. And I recently launched launched an education brand where I'm selling my presets and album templates and doing webinars and mentorship options and things like that. Well, well, I can certainly relate to the social media, the, the last couple of years being weird, all of that stuff. Is, is There's been a lot of changes since since you started for sure. And I, I'm a couple of years behind you. I started 12 years ago and it's, it's been kind of fun to watch all of it grow and change. And, and here we are. What is one thing that is uh, working really well for you right now in your business? Well, COVID really made me, I was kind of rethinking my business structure right before COVID in 2019, but COVID really made me look long and hard at some business choices I had made, which were to essentially undercut the market by being like the best cheap option, if that makes sense. So I was working really, really hard and it was really, really hard on my body. It was really hard for me to provide the type of service that I wanted to for clients. And then when 2020 rolled around, I realized I had, and I had, you know, 25 clients to take care of in that situation. I realized I was taking on a little bit too much. So right now I've chosen to really restructure my business, my brand, and what I'm offering to be more in line with my priorities, which are to bring a much more elevated experience to the customer and not tear my body apart and make more time for these photojournalistic philanthropic things that I would like to do. I love that you brought that up. And this may or may not be totally in line with the way your thinking was working. But I was chatting with a good friend of mine who's also uh, a photographer who's been an associate photographer for me. We're chatting yesterday about, you know, we both do mentorships and education and stuff. And and she ran across someone who doesn't need the financial support of the photo job is just doing it because they like it and wants to make photography available to people that can't afford it and had kind of or can't afford the higher rates of a lot of photographers and was trying to figure out if pricing really, really low was worth it, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, so she was asking me what I thought. And I said, well, first of all, there's no guarantee that folks that quote unquote really need the break are going to be the folks that you attract. But at some point you're going to get completely burnt out by mm-hmm. by doing so, so, so much work for not really the proper rate eventually. And then also 
you know, there's there's so many business models and it sounds like this is why I brought this up. It sounds like this is kind of where you've restructured, but there's so many ways to be of service, either volunteering photos, giving away sessions, mm-hmm. donating things, doing help portrait or other things. And there's so many ways to reach folks that really can't afford higher rates without undercutting the market and exhausting yourself. So I just want to kind of hear your thoughts on that. I agree. I get it. But ultimately, it does cost money to own camera equipment and own the software and the, you know, computers and everything that it takes to do this job and to to even reach the people who have a lower budget, you have to do some some sort of outreach for them to know you exist. And I think when people set unrealistically low prices, it undercuts the market in a way that's damaging to all creatives, because it sets an expectation that that's what this should cost and that everyone else is just, you know, charging fluff, which is not true. So when people do destination work, just for travel, because they don't need the money, consistently do that, advertise that, or, you know, charge $500 for something everyone else is starting at 25, 3,500. It just sends really mixed messages into the market that undermine trust with consumers. And same thing to your point, like, I think it's really hard on your body. I think it's really hard on your creativity. You end up working a lot of projects that aren't inspiring and require a lot of troubleshooting and that you don't get the creative opportunity that you want and need to develop. Yeah. I mean, I, like you said, I think there's other ways to do it. You can do, you can do giveaways and that's a good look, you know, um, and feels good, but just charging very little, there's a lot of negative effects of that. Yeah. And I think too, I'm reflecting on this a little bit as you're talking. And I think you also end up in a situation where you're not going to attract the folks that you really love to work with. It's going to be, and I'm not talking about lower income folks that can't afford higher rates. I'm talking about budget shoppers that like just are trying to Mm -hmm. get a deal any which way they can for kind of often no reason, just because like getting a deal is what we try and do. I mean, when we're shopping for something, but it becomes kind of a, a culture in your clientele, which I think is yes. really frustrating. Yeah, we're not commenting on anyone's income level, but we are saying that, you know, I would say some of my worst clients I've ever had have been, I can say this 100% true. The worst clients I've ever had were the ones I gave a discount to, because if you give someone a dime, they want a quarter. If someone comes, if you're like, I want to charge you $4,000 and someone, says, I can't pay that. And then you give them three, what you're immediately give give it to them for $3,000. What you're immediately telling them is that price that I was going to charge you wasn't real. So you're undermining your own trust right away. And then that just goes further. Well, oh, if you could knock a thousand off, why are you charging me this? And so they kind of start, you start to expect that you can create this look of a hundred thousand dollar wedding on a $20,000 budget. And it's not true. So I have found that the clients that have nickel and dimed me are ultimately the ones, the ones I've bent over backwards the most for are ultimately the ones that get upset with me, which seems ironic, but it's, it's 100% of the time been the case. I've met really lovely people that I really, really wanted to work with and wanted to give a discount to and chosen not to do it because um, it has never not come back to get me. That's so interesting, but it's also fairly true for me as well. And I think, I think it's, in the, I mean, I want to speak to folks that are kind of just getting started because I think it's so tempting to want to just get the work and get the experience and get the clients. 
what would you say, I guess, to, to folks in that boat that are like first year or two and, you know, there's this, it's just so tempting to want to give discounts just to get people in the door. Is that something that people should always avoid or is there room for building your business with a little bit of, you know, discount leeway if you get what I'm saying? I don't know what I'm saying, but you, you get it, I think. So I think when you first start your business, just give some stuff away. You know, like I volunteer shot all my friends and family and coworkers just to get that experience. And then I started advertising on some um, event platforms. I think the important thing is to never negotiate on price, negotiate on services. So if you're going to come down on price, it's going to be because you're going to give them less. Absolutely. It's not going to be because like, oh, I guess I can wiggle. So because that's the thing that undermines trust. So you can say, hey, I'm going to charge you a thousand dollars, but you're not going to get a really nice custom gallery or prints or an album or eight hours of my time or a second shooter. You're going to get a bare bones package and maybe not even edited photos, which I would never condone. I would never send out unfinished work. But if you're charging yeah. someone like $500, you know, don't give them $2,500, $4,500, dollars worth of work, you know? That's so something I want to highlight, hopefully production will make like a big deal out of this. But yes, don't discount your price, discount your services, or I mean, cut back on services, because that's, that's ultimately like you giving yourself a break and not working as hard for less money, which never really makes sense. Yeah. And like, think about it when you walk into a mechanic, do you walk into a mechanic and tell them how much you're going to pay them? No. No. Would you trust that mechanic if you could do that? No. So I always say I'm the professional. These people have probably never gotten married before, you know, or they're giving, taking their parents' advice who got married in the 70s. It's a very different business now. And if they're coming to me and they're telling me my terms and my prices, they're not treating me like a professional and I can expect them to continue to not treat me like a professional. So if I, I would expect if I walked into a doctor's office or a mechanic's or any kind of professional's office and told them, this is what I'm going to pay you and these are your my terms, that I would get kicked right out. You know, and those are the expectations people should have, you know, think of the kind of person that that would do that and don't take on that client, you know. Absolutely. I think that's a super smart thing to to just reiterate. And also, I just want to reiterate this idea that we touched on earlier about, you know, if you if you really feel called to serve folks that can't access higher rates, there are so many ways to build that into your business mm -hmm. without undermining the rest of the industry. So there's a couple of things we're touching on here. Don't you know, you can do that. But also, you know, if you need to cut back on something, it services, not the price for the same amount of stuff, which I think is really great. For example, like I have in my heart that I want to do charity work and philanthropic work, and I don't want to charge, I straight do not want to charge them anything, you know, and to do that, that means I want to, I need to charge more for the work I am getting paid for, like weddings and portraits and stuff like that, so that I can fund being able to give away work. That's exactly how I've felt in the past too. I've done a lot of volunteer work for different organizations and and I know that that's just just volunteer work, but you know, it's, it's also time. So I, I appreciate all that you're saying here. I do have a question though that's like probably on other people's minds that are hearing this. What do you say to clients that are like, oh God, why are you so expensive? Like that, why is this costing so much? Why, why, why? Well, like what would you say to particularly wedding clients I think um, can sometimes have a little sticker shock, but what's your go-to explanation for, for that type of question? Well, first of all, never apologize for your prices. First things first. Secondly, I don't get into that. To be honest, I don't get into that conversation at all. 
anyone that's going to be asking that question hasn't done their research going into it. And it's kind of a disrespectful question to ask, to be honest, why tell me why you're worth this. Exactly. You know, exactly. Puts you in a really uncomfortable position. I really vet my clients ahead of time. So I have a contact form. I ask them what their budget is. And if I can see that budget is nowhere near what I'm charging, I will send them a response that has my minimum. So you should do the math and figure out what your minimum is. And if that's not too high for them, they usually just go away immediately. But if I can see that their budget's way, way below mine, sometimes, you know, I'll just tell them that I'm not available on that date because that's an easier conversation to have than you can't afford me. I think it's so important also that you're bringing up all the good points, but vetting when you when you have a high ticket offer and a wedding is a high ticket offer, whether you're a coach or a, a photographer, whatever the high ticket is, vetting your potential client ahead of time, especially for what their budget is, can alleviate so many pain points. Just just knowing that going in and just asking them, I know in my contact form, just for my family photography stuff, because I've moved out of weddings, it's like, do you have you checked out the pricing and do you understand, you know? Do you know, are you familiar? Um, and if they say yes, then I assume that they aren't going to be like, whoa, you know, because they've looked at it. Yeah. And I think that that's really important. Yeah. I mean, I don't expect anyone who's never planned a wedding before to just come in and know what it costs. But I would think before shopping vendors, they're doing a little research to see, you know, where people are falling on a spectrum. And there's a million articles about what those brackets should be charging. I would expect them to come in with just like a bare minimum of of knowledge, you know? <laughs> yeah, of course. And and it is a good point to, to reiterate that most people are getting married for the first time. Uh, not all, but most. And so being mindful of that, just that they may say something or not understand something that can easily be clarified in a conversation, like good communication, I think is always really helpful in this situation. And, and, People often don't really know they haven't done. Maybe they've done a little research, but they're still not as familiar by a long shot as as someone like you or me that's been in the industry for a long time. Well, for example, I recently had someone reach out to me and our budgets were pretty far apart as far as what they listed and what I charge. And but I really, really liked them. So I, I got back to him and I was like, hey, you know, maybe there's a way we could meet in the middle. And I wasn't offering to give them a discount. I was offering to like figure out what they actually need and see if there was a way I could put together a package that would meet that because they weren't getting married on like a peak season Saturday. So I thought I could, you know, put together something for them that was lower for both of us. And she was like, you know what, your work is incredible. And I respect you. And I think you deserve to get paid what you are asking. It's just our budget to this. So thank you so much for even offering, but we're going to let you book someone who's able to pay you. And I was, that almost never happens. Thank you for listening. Already, I feel like that was jam-packed full of really good stuff. And there's still a part two to look out for on Thursday. You can get in touch with Jenna, check out her work, check out her mentorships, all the stuff that we chatted about. The links are in the bio. Stay tuned for the next episode, part two of my interview with Jenna Noel. One more quick reminder, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, disorganized, check out 17 Hats. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it yourself. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash 17 hats to get 50% off your first year. And remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key.